0: Good love, just queens, their time has come. United Queendom!
1: United Queendom is sponsored by Q Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q Bar, Q Club, Little Q, and She Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing, and, despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. Right, let's see what Drag Race Canada is all about shall we? I'm going to be saying that a lot because I find it really funny. So many of you have been asking if we're going to recap Drag Race Canada. And so here's your answer. Yes, we are. Uh, We'll be doing them slightly differently for the next few weeks. Instead of recording together or over Zoom, Sam Dowler and I are going to record separate reviews uh, for technical reasons that are far too complicated for the likes of me to explain. Uh, But it doesn't mean we have anything against Canada. Canada, of course, is following in the footsteps of the OG Drag Race, which is the American one, which was then followed by Drag Race Thailand, which I've only seen bits of, but is really jaw-dropping. And obviously then Drag Race UK, which is the season that prompted the existence of this very podcast, which some would say has become even more influential and iconic than the show on which it recaps. Some would say, not me. And now, Canada is the latest edition and the first English speaking series not to be fronted by RuPaul. So, much like her social media posts on Drag Race Canada, she's gone, disappeared. However, we do have season 11 runner up Brooklyn Heights, bitchler dreamboat Jeffrey Bo Chapman, who, let's face it, clearly sucked off RuPaul for the job. And Stacey McKin- McKenzie, Mackenzie McKenzie, who Wikipedia tells me is a judge on Canada's next top model. As far as I know, she's not a drag queen herself, but who knows? So into the ep. First of all, I loved the maple leaf entrance. The only way it could have looked more Canadian is if there was an actual moose in the workroom, but apparently Michelle Visage won't be appearing on the series. <gasps> that was me trying to do the shade rattle. Joking, love you, Michelle. Um, first in, we have Priyanka, who's leaving her mark. A question mark, in fact. But is it glamour or camp? That's the real question. I liked it, though. It was good. Um, I think she's going to be one to watch. I also liked the intro for the next queen, which was I'm. Is it Ilona? Ilona? It takes me a couple of episodes to get the names right, so you'll have to be patient, especially with 15 series all going on at once. I'm Ilona Verney, and I'm a fucking bitch. I mean that's pretty straight to the point, isn't it? She does a fun prop with the phone on the way and pretending that she's taking like an insta live or something and throwing it away, and she has a big old nose ring, so I mean, what's not to live for? I love that it takes all of five seconds for it to get shady as they start arguing a boot see I did it again. They start arguing a boot whose followers are real and who's a bot and all this stuff. So I have a feeling this season is going to be filled with a lot of shade, which let's face it is what we come for. Next, we get Kiara entering. She's from Montreal, which, not to name drop cities, but I did once live there for a few months. So I do know a little bit about the scene. Oui, oui. And no, that's not me confessing to golden showers. That means yes, yes. Oui, wee. Oui. Montreal is very, very French. And I know that well, because I struggled to make friends there. But the gay scene is très chouette, uh, which means very great. So watch out for these Montreal girls, because I know they can turn it. She says, weakness, shit, I'm flawless, sorry. Um. Then juice box comes in, giving Derek Barry, Barry, why can I still not get that right? What did Sam say? I think of two Essex men, Derek and Barry, yeah. Derek Barry, that's the um, vibes I got. And then she gets her bracelet stuck on her fabric, then has to rip it off. Um. I'd say she ruined the outfit, but oof, the outfit was ruined when she got it. Oh yeah. And if anyone gets that reference, I will marry you. Next up, Anastasia Anaquay. God, they don't make it easy, do they, with these names? She says, if you don't know my name, call me mother. So RuPaul may not be there, but her catchphrases are still being well and truly milked. And I'm sure she gets paid every time they're uttered. Um, she, Anastasia Anaqua, I'll just call her double A. It's easier. Um, AA, she's a pageant queen. So I'm sure there'll be a storyline about that as there always is. Ugh. I sound bitter, don't I? And speaking of bitter, next up, lemon. And no one else is making that joke, are they, this episode? Bitter, sour, lemon. They don't use that at all. No, they actually squeezed every single pun out of this lemon. And she tells us she's a dancer, as we will soon find out. Scarlet Bobo comes in, calling herself a circus freak. So we're either going to get, like, a Sharon Needles... Evie oddly winner edit out of her, or she'll go early, like Lila McQueen or Dax. Usually goes one of two ways if you come in declaring yourself a weirdo. Kine comes in and says, attention, fives, a ten has just arrived. I love that line, but she did sort of steal it from Jenna Maroney from 30 Rock. Paraphrased it, kind of. Jenna Maroney says, listen up, fives, a ten is speaking. Yeah, so she's kind of taken that, the gist of that and used it for Drag Race, which... I guess is referential and cool. Next up we get BOA. So BOA is B-O-A, which stands for bitch on arrival. Um, She comes in dressed like a cow, which is appropriate as all the other Queens seem to have beef with her already. Um, But yeah, she's already making a big impression. She says, they're gonna dupe me, which means doubt. I'm providing a translation there. Um. So, yeah, my favourite thing about Drag Race Canada is the doot-a-boot thing. It never gets old to me. Sorry, but I'm just going to keep finding it funny. Um, we get Rita. I don't know if it's Rita Bagger or Rita Beja. I swear they used both pronunciations in the episode. But she is also from Montreal and is French or French-Canadian more specifically. She says she's a legend, but I think I'll be the judge of that or rather Brooklyn Heights, Jeffrey Boy Chapman and Stacey McKenzie will be. Um, Another quirky queen, we get Jimbo. Jimbo coming in, uh, doing kind of like a black and white Mickey Mouse um, get up. I did like this, but I thought Nina Bonina or Osama Bin Laden Brown did it on season nine, didn't she? Didn't she come in doing a like Mickey Mouse look? Um, So maybe her catchphrase, sue me is more appropriate than ever, or rather Disney will sue. But I did think that Jimbo did it better. Uh, Nina Bonina's was very, as is her, Style papier-mâché whereas Jimbo looked a little bit more um, polished and she does seem very fun in like a kind of weird way which we love. Next we get Ty Naomi Banks <laughs> entering saying that she's if Tyra Banks and Naomi Campbell had a love child which we all know would never happen. Naomi is more likely to smash Tyra's face in than raise a child with her and uh, she's the last one. Um, so yeah it's an eclectic bunch of girls and then we get the video message and <gasps> RuPaul. So she's still doing the videos. Um and of course she says it's a boot time, because that's the joke that we're all beating to death. And um I think RuPaul's probably gonna be like the same as she was with Drag Race UK when she kept being like, alright babes, and just finding it hilarious. But it won't be annoying to me because I'm not Canadian. So I think it only annoys you if it's your country being mocked. Um, and then we meet the actual judges because Rue will only be seen over video unless she does some special finale appearance. So we get Stacey McKenzie, Jeffrey Bo Chapman, and Brooklyn Heights out of drag. This is what surprised me because I know Rue Paul is out of drag in the workroom, but I thought obviously RuPaul Paul is a legend who's kind of can come in and out of drag she's kind of earned that spot for brooklyn i think she's done amazing to land this judging gig but i thought i didn't think she'd feel complacent enough to be appearing out of drag just yet who does she think she is um but no yeah it's good to get the contrast i get so she gets to save her glamorous looks for the judging panel and maybe she also doesn't want to actually upstage any of the contestants which would make sense the three judges refer to themselves as a thruple so once again derek barry is shooketh Um, But I think they're trying to hammer home the fact that there is no RuPaul-style judge on this show. One person who's like, what I say goes, I get the final decision. It's like the three of them all carry equal weight with the judgment. But they are clearly heavily referencing the US show, even without Ru. They even pronounce the prize money as $100,000 dollars which RuPaul says dollars because he can't pronounce the word dollars. So they're even like taking his little weird, quirky things, which some people have criticized. They think they could have take, like come up with their own catchphrases. But I think as part of the franchise, it makes sense for episode one to kind of give a bit of familiarity. Also, I've heard that in Canada, prize money doesn't get taxed, which is nice. So um, apparently whoever wins this series will technically make more money than the US version winner and definitely more money than the UK version Winning the Vivian who got sweet fuck all. And she's very bitter about it, as you can see from her episode on the Pit Stop with Bob the Drag Queen recently, where she kept moaning about it. Um, she has got some money though, because she just had a hair transplant, which has also been on Instagram. Oh, sorry, I can't help but talk about Drag Race UK. Onto Canadian Drag Race, which is what we're reviewing today. We get the mini challenge which is a photo shoot of like the Rocky Mountains, very Canadian. I miss these. I always think they should do it for the first episode of the series, have a mini challenge that's a photo shoot. because I think it's a really good chance for them to kind of introduce who they are and yeah, just let us see what they're like on their own. We get, the judges will all watch them do this. So usually it's just RuPaul, but all three of them are watching. I found Jeffrey a little bit stiff, which I know sounds quite hot actually, but um, I'd expect him to be more comfortable on camera, seeing as he is an actual actor. And he was really great on The Bitchula, but maybe that was his special chemistry with RuPaul. But for me in this episode, something was not connecting. He seemed, something seemed a bit forced and labored about his appearance on it. Not his appearance, but I mean, his hosting duties. So I'm hoping he'll relax into it a little bit more because you want the host to be fully in control. It should be only the contestants that you're picking up on nerves from, but I kind of felt like he was a bit nervous. So I'm not going to describe every queen climbing up the slope and faffing about with that flag, but basically Kine wins the challenge, I thought undeservedly, because Jimbo was very funny with the screaming on the top of the mountain and like Brooklyn was laughing so much thought she was going to pop a tuck. So I expected her to win, but no, it went to Kine, which I think might have been strategic because they could tell she was kind of being cocky and it was going to ruffle some feathers. So it's good that they're keeping in with the brand of Rigor Morris that the franchise loves so much. We then meet the pit crew. I have to admit I was a bit underwhelmed and their boxer shorts looked, what's the word? Cheap. They looked cheap. So I think the American pit crew are not losing any sleep over this. And then we get to the maxi challenge, which is another throwback. Uh, similar to the box challenge they did episode one of season 11, where they all get a box of materials and it gets assigned and they have to choose like who's going to... They have to make their own outfit out of it. So classic Drag Race. And we get Jeffrey Boyle Chapman saying, may the best woman win. And it does feel very weird to hear someone who's not RuPaul saying that, I must admit. So it may be good if at some point they can work in a few new intros and catchphrases. A few of them are saying they can't sew, which in fairness, usually this is inexcusable on Drag Race. But with the American Drag Race, if you're trying to get on it, you should be really learning to sew because even if it takes you like Alaska, like five years to get on, you know it's coming. Whereas with the Canadian one, maybe they didn't actually have, they didn't know the show was even coming because that happened with the UK version. It just came out, it had been rumored for a while, but when it eventually was announced, it just happened straight away. So for season one, I can forgive them not being able to sew, but any future series of Canadian Drag Race, hopefully they will rectify this. If you ever want to get on the show, Take a fucking sewing lesson. Even I know that. Um, so Kine is annoying everyone in the workroom. She's even like mimicking RuPaul saying, I'll leave it to you, kiddo. So she's coming across a little bit shady, a little bit smug, but I mean, for me, those are ideal qualities in a drag queen. But she's pissing everyone off and already establishing a villain kind of edit, which is fast work indeed. Uh, Lemon is <laughs> coming across quite whiny, a bit like Faramon, like, oh, oh which is good i mean i don't want to compare the queens from other franchises to the american one but i mean they are a reference point so we're bound to use them and yeah she keeps mentioning that she went to this dance school in new york new york new york she mentions new york more than Britta filter which takes some doing especially when she's not even american but yeah so she's trying to kind of intimidate the girls that way we already get into i won't call it a sob story but boa is talking about being sober or soboa So she's getting that storyline and a lot of the other queens are agreeing with her. I mean, drag queens getting drunk, groundbreaking. I mean, what would you expect? And then we get a I didn't really get this, but Alicia Cuthbert, who is an actress from a show that I absolutely love called Happy Endings. I'm still not over the fact it got cancelled, but if anyone can find the episodes, the first three seasons, they were amazing. You will absolutely get your life. Uh, But she was on that and she's on as the guest judge this week, but apparently whoever is guest judging on this show also hosts it which is very weird. Um, I think that maybe because, I mean, obviously Brooklyn would be the obvious choice of host, but maybe they think that doing that would make her the by naturally come across as being the head judge, which they don't want. Or maybe they don't want kind of a host that's in drag because maybe that would potentially give RuPaul some competition. I don't know, but they've come up with a very weird formula to get around that. Personally, I think they should have got Avril Levine to do it, but that's just my two cents. But now Brooke is in drag. Now she's on the judging panel, looking great as she always did on um season eleven, and she gives a little reference to Celine Dion, saying, "It's all coming back to me now about being back in Drag Race," but um obviously that's a bit of sweet reference because she did a terrible Celine Dion in the snatch game, and yeah, it's it's good to see Brooke back on Drag Race, but it's a shame we'll probably never see her on All Stars now because having judged on one of the shows, it would be a bit weird her, for her to go back and compete, but. Had that not been the case, I imagine she might have been crowned one day because she did slay season 11. She won more challenges than Evie. So even though she didn't win, I think she is more than qualified to judge the Canadian version of the show. And she gave an interview last week and she knows all the queens. She already knew them from her years of being in Canada. So she probably already knows more about them than we'll ever find out. We're about to get to the runway now, but I've rambled on enough. So I'm gonna let Sam take over from this point and he can take us through the fashions and then obviously to the lip sync and the very first elimination. So he gets all the good stuff. We're gonna to have to do it the other way around next week and be versatile. I'll leave you to Sam and thank you for listening. United Queen the...
0: Thank you, Ed. I'll uh, take off, take on the baton. And run with it, babes. Um, there are a couple of things I wanted to say about the first part of the show. Uh, I also loved the big photo shoot, it was just like Drag Race of Old. So I really liked that too. And um, yeah, and I thought uh, Jeffrey, Stacey, and Brooklyn coming in was really nice. And uh, yeah, I forgot that Brooklyn looks really nice out of drag. So I do understand why he was out of drag, because that's sort of workroom. And although. Ed, you did say that he might not want to upstage any of the queens, but I also think, don't want to upstage, but also you don't want to be crapper than them as well. <laughs> so I think because he's a judge, fair enough, out of drag and then in drag for the runway. So the, uh, I did, also, another thing I wanted to say when um, when he goes, oh, you're 38, you're 38 and you're the oldest. I was so rude. And they all I looked at each other like, oh my God, so old. Not that old fuck's sake 38 anyway they were laboring on the point of kine being annoying like i'm gonna win i mean we see are gonna see later in the episode why they made a point of showing all of those bits i mean clearly kine was saying a lot of it so um was getting on everybody's tits frankly anyway so on to runway i love alicia Cuthbert as well not for the same show i love her from 24 um, the adventure series with for Sutherland when she was actually quite young when she first did it, but uh, there was sort of <laughs> basically she Alicia Cuthbert played for Sutherland's daughter, and she kept getting kidnapped and stuff kept getting kept happening to her, and it was sort of a running joke in the series. But she's grey, and she's done other stuff that I really like as well, and she gets to say all the amazing lines, all RuPaul's amazing lines. So they sort of share duties, and also they say later on that it's the three permanent judges that make the decisions, so not the guest judge, which I thought, you know, a bit rude. She sat right there. But um, I really liked it, and when she said, "May the best woman win, and did the uh, rue arm, loved it. Sort of gave me goosebumps. So there are loads of queens, so I'm not going to go on about all of them when they first came down the runway, because it was fucking loads of them. So, uh, first of all, I have to say that Anastasia... If you looked at the material she was using in the workroom, she made that puffy thing. It was amazing. And then nobody even mentioned it. It was incredible. Like she she sewed that and did all the stuffing and everything. It was just a piece of, you know, shiny fabric. I mean, amazing. It looked like something from Uniqlo. Um, So the fact that she didn't get loads of props for that, I think is a bit shady, but there was so much going on. Because my other favourite one was Kiara's, the uh, horror sort of Midsummer Scarecrow. That was brilliant. She says Babadook again. So Ed, I hope you have educated yourself in who the Babadook is. This it's has come up again in a matter of weeks. There were just some really crappy ones. I thought Tainomi ones. Tainomi's one was really crappy and that didn't get a mention either. It was just sort of wrapped around. I mean, fair it wasn't enough, it wasn't as bad as lemons or juice boxes but it was still pretty bad. So I think she got away with murder with that one. Boa, another one of my favorite ones was brilliant. Those potato boobs. I mean, I don't, can anyone explain to me what that was? Cause um, it looked like, like just, you know, half potato sucking out, sucking up boob, like milk, uh, milky, I don't know. It was really, really weird, really, really odd. And, uh, but I liked it and obviously they liked it as well uh juice box as we're going to find out was just really crappy i mean you saw her when she was in the workroom chopping up those cds i was thinking oh my god you could make something amazing out of that like a cat suit or but she just literally stuck it it on bits of material and then pinned them together it's the sort of thing like a child would make like i'm sure i've seen my niece make an outfit and it looks like that i mean maybe not slutty but uh (laughs) but yes that so then priyanka was the nautical bollywood fantasy again you know seafood platter la da i like the idea but um you can understand why she's not picked out and rita bagger was brilliant uh, the frozen red ears i thought were really funny because you know obviously that does happen Your ears get really painful don't they when you're in the cold as they slightly freeze off so i think that was great So, yeah, I mean, they obviously run through them pretty damn quick because there's so many of them. So then Anastasia, Chiara, Nona Burley, uh, Scarlett Bobo, Tony Banks and um, Priyanka are all pulled out and they are all safe. So down to the judges' critiques. So they obviously start with Lemon and, yeah, it is terrible. It doesn't really fit properly. Uh, They say words like undone, messy, boxy. I mean it is boxy but uh, she's wearing she's wearing shorter pads so obviously it does look I like the whole Sailor Moon idea so that is an anime character they reference that later on um so that's like like with juice box and with lemon above the neck where it's makeup and wig it looks amazing but it's just below that where it looks a bit crappy and uh lemon's it isn't as bad at all as I mean I like how cute juice boxes is and i like the idea of it etc but um more work i think went into lemons one so then they talked to kine and i just <laughs> love this bit uh the christmas vibes the baubles falling off uh and she gives such sass back obviously they mentioned this later but it's just amazing she cannot take criticism i'm actually very proud of me outfit. <laughs> oh with honestly the face look you know you just want to slap that face i'm not gonna lie she looks really narky and doesn't like it in the slightest which obviously we love uh so then they go on to Jimbo again amazing happy pride you can see how much hard work has gone into it personally i found Jimbo's entrance in that black and white Minnie Mouse thing that we talked about terrifying that is a thing of nightmares (laughs) oh really creeped me out so um this one is less creepy, but still quite creepy. But then when Jimbo out of makeup, doesn't look creepy. So it is like, I think it's that spooky look that she goes for that gives me the willies. And not in a good way. Uh, so then Boa, who I've mentioned already, but oh my God, it was just uh, brilliant. Loads of personality. We didn't really see her doing personality because they didn't give a lot of them much chance to do their runway when we saw like clips um she obviously did like lots of moves and stuff and it was really funny but we didn't really get to see much of that but um then we did see a bit later Uh, and then they go on about how Rita is so polished and it's Montreal high camp and yeah I mean it is it's so well made and she looked and it's such a a good it was a good box to get if you could do stuff with it I think if you are creative, you go with the cold theme and then you just go full on frozen, which is what she did. And I think she looked brilliant. So, oh, juice box. This is again one of my favourite bits of the show. So they lay into her. I mean, not in a horrible way, but they're cute. she's like, oh, it's cute, it's cutesy. Uh, but then they're like, oh, the outfit is sloppy, unpolished, messy. And Stacey says that she can't find anything positive to say. And then somebody says, one of them, I can't remember which one, says that it's, ba- it's basic, which is obviously, it is the straw that breaks the camel's back. Because juice box splats and she goes down and has a panic attack. Uh, see, <laughs> can you get a panic attack brought on by, you know, criticism on the, on the runway? I don't know. I've not seen it before, but uh, I think. It's never happened to me in real life. Like, you get so much criticism that you go... <gasps> <laughs> and then Rita puts, puts her robe around her which I thought was cute and then we get to see an actual medic come out of nowhere in the first episode like in Celebrity Big Brother when when the security guards come in it's that kind of thing like those behind the scenes things that you don't normally see but we get to see it and she's like Ugh! was it put on because it was just too much to handle or was it just super intense so then, but then Alicia Cuthbert says, You didn't hear my critique. And then obviously it's a positive one because she can't be like, You didn't hear my critique. After she'd come around, It was shit. <laughs> so she says it was cutesy, but I can understand that because she's sort of a 90s girl alicia and that is it was kind of a 90s you know maybe beachy outfit so i can get where she's coming from with that and i believe alicia so then um oh my god so then we go to the workroom for a bit of untuckage and kine rears her ugly head i mean that is nastiness she goes oh my god we're living in a world where Boer beat me i mean how fucking rude i'm sorry so they've obviously come in with beef. They gave Boa some beef to begin with, the, you know, that she's messy and this and that. Uh, so I kind of feel like all the other queens like look down on her a bit. Because so she, she then turns around to all of them, like, as in like, come on, guys, we all know Boa's shit and I'm worse than her. Uh, really shady, blatant shady. And, you know, Boa goes, I made this whole corset myself, etc." And God, it was just really rude and... Then she obviously says, "Bower oh, says he wasn't such a bitch. Then maybe she she wouldn't be in the bottom." <laughs> I mean, it was quite good drama for the first ep. I have to say, you know, panic attack, medic, and then this bitchiness, such attitude. So when they talk at, so when they're discussing, Brooklyn Heights says, "Oh no, no, I think it's Jeffrey says that she's clearly not a pageant queen because she can take, she can't take critique. It's a social media queen thing that she only ever receives praise, which is so true." Stacey says, "Oh no, um." I think Stacey said that she was quite snobbish and that they're actually there to help. So, yeah, they go in for Kine and then uh, they bang on about how how much they love Jimbo and how much they love Boa. And again, how Rita Bagger is amazing. So, uh, yes, they all come back in and that's when we find out that Brooklyn then sort of takes over a bit and says that it's just the three of them, the main judges and not Alicia Cuthbert, the guest judge. So I don't understand why they have to say that. It's a bit weird because if you get judged, judge, surely you get to judge, right? Anyway, so they have they tear a strip off Kine and say that that they'd give that she'd given him pushback, and that there's a fine line between arrogance and confidence, of which there is, and I quite agree. So, um, well said to them. Uh, and she sort of and then she starts, tries to be a bit funny because her baubles fall off again, and then starts off as being a bit annoying, but then they all sort of give her a break and laugh because it does go on for a little bit. I imagine that went on for quite a long time in the actual filming. Um, so then Alicia gets to say uh, ruse words, don't fuck it up. And they do a bit of reverb on her voice like they do in the main show. So I loved that. Again, I really like uh, Alicia. <laughs> so I loved it. So when she got to say the main lines sort of gave me goosebumps so I like that um, yeah so the lip sync is between Juicebox and Lemon and at first I thought Juicebox was better because I liked her dancing and she was cuter and I liked her outfit better actually once she was moving a but then Lemon pulls it out the bag you cannot deny it. she does the first splits of the season and the second right on cue right on time with the song to um, I Really Like You from Canadian Carly Rae Jepsen thought it was a great lip sync I have to say and Lemon smashes it, and she gets to stay. And Brooklyn Heights is the one who then says all of that. So the Sachet away, etc. So that is a bit jumbled, because obviously normally it'd be Rue that says it, but they've kind of split the duties between Brooklyn and Alicia. So I do kind of get it. I mean it's it's a it's it's a bit new, so I mean I think we can get over it. But, um, yeah, so Lemon's days and Juicebox is the first to go. But I want to know, what does she say at the end? Because they bleeped out. Did she say, bye, cunts? I hope so, because that's fab if she did. Um, So, yeah, a bit shorter than Ed. Sorry, Um, I'm sure you didn't want me to babble on quite this much, but (laughs) I did. Um, That is, I'm looking forward to next week. There are some rivalries already. I'm looking at Kine. I'm looking at Rita and yeah and boa as well you know some there's some good characters i I much enjoyed the show with my second watch because i had a few beers for the first one so i wasn't really paying attention (laughs) but the second watch loved it fantastic first show good job all uh so we'll see you next week thanks for listening united queen